Welcome to a Linux podcast. My name is Corey Van Brookhoven, and with me is my co-host, Tim White. In this week's episode, we chat with Lidditz native Sherry Medini, who recently co-authored a book entitled Parenting While Working From Home. We chat with Sherry on what inspired her to write the book, some of the tools inside that can help almost everyone, and we also learn more about a very popular website she helps oversee called Adore Them. Parenting in December looks very different than parenting in July. Um, but we also wanted to make it easier for parents to be able to pick up a book, like pick up our book and get some actionable advice and then start implementing that the same afternoon. Enjoy the show. This is exciting for me because uh, you're kind of one of my Facebook friends that I think we've met like once or twice in person, but I kind of get to know you better now. So that's kind of exciting for me. I know it is fun. I feel like I know you because, you know, (laughs) we always see that on Facebook, but it's fun to actually get to chat. So before we jump in with both feet, give us your Lidditz story. Tell us about growing up in the Lidditz and attending Warwick School District. So I did grow up in Lidditz, but I was actually homeschooled up until 11th grade. So I only went to Warwick for 11th and 12th grade. Um, and didn't have that like elementary or middle school experience, but had a very different experience where there was a very supportive group of like homeschool families and got to know a lot of them in the Lidditz Mannheim areas. And I was a gymnast up through college. So that was really how I spent a lot of my time. So while I grew up here, I feel like I got to know Lidditz a little bit more and that whole community feel once I moved back here and had a family of my own. What are some of the memories or the teachers from either Warwick or um, from the homeschooling, the teachers that helped you shape uh, who you are as an adult now? Yeah, so at Warwick High School, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you get this answer um, fairly often <laughs> as you're going through and doing more of these. But Mr. Pillion was one of the teachers that stands out for me. Um, Scholar Pillion. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So it was my first day of school ever, right? I had never been to a public school. I'm sitting there first period in one of, I don't remember if it was pre-calc or calc or whatever it was. And Mr. Pillion walks through the door and he just kind of walks over to the bookshelf and he goes, oh, hello, books. How are you doing? Did you have a nice summer? And I'm sitting there like, what is happening? I am, I was so confused. Of course, I grew to love him, but it was just comical that here I was being thrown into a public school situation thinking like, "Uh oh, what did we do? The teachers are crazy. Um, But he was crazy in an amazing way. I also really enjoyed um, Mrs. Lefevre's English class was one that stood out to me when when I was going through these questions. Um, I had always enjoyed writing, but she gave me opportunities to challenge myself more in that area. And Mrs. Reddig, um, she introduced me to the world of computer science. It was long enough ago that she was running a new pilot program while I was there. And some of the basics of like computer science and coding were things that I ended up using, you know, and, and helping me down the road, especially with running our own website now. And that's kind of a perfect segue. Can you tell us more about Adore Them and what inspired you to start this website? And can kind of give our listeners what's it, what is it about? 
Yeah. So my co-author and co-owner, Carissa, and I, we launched Adore Them Parenting about four years ago. The inspiration behind that, I mean, as young moms, we were also spending a lot of time on social media and parenting forums. Um, we were looking for like support and help and, and ideas. It can feel really overwhelming when you're home alone all day, every day with the kids. Um, and having that online community was helpful. However, a lot of what we were finding and consuming was really negative that there are plenty of articles and memes out there kind of like complaining about the kids, complaining about the husband, complaining about the house. Um, and while a lot of those were like meant to be humorous and relatable, and there is a place for that, um, and that's valuable in its own right, when we were consuming so much of that and we were being bombarded with that, we, like it was a mind mindset shift in our own lives. Like we were starting to see our own lives through that negative lens. And that's not a great feeling, right? <laughs> like, if my toddler threw his food on the ground, I shouldn't be taking that personally. I shouldn't be feeling instantly annoyed. Like, that's what toddlers do. Like, they make messes. So we were both kind of experiencing that in our personal lives. And we wanted to start a website that was more positive. Of course, you know, parenting is not all sunshine and rainbows. But there are ways to make things easier. There are things that we can do that we were doing in our own lives that we're, we're making things more manageable and we wanted to be able to share that with the other parents too. Tell us some of the uh, things on the website, toolkits, and uh, like if somebody goes on the website, what, what can they, uh, what, what think, what, what can they gain from there? Yeah. So the way we have things set up is that we have collections. So understanding that when you're in a certain phase of parenting, you are all about that stage of parenting. So there's a potty training collection. If you are in the midst of that, there are printables, there are articles, there are guides to help you through that stage. Maybe your kids are a little bit older. We have a sports collection. So, you know, we're heading into those spring sports. Like, what do I need to know? How can I support them? What should I sign them up for? Um, you know, back to school. So we were able to address a lot of different topics. But the hope is that if you go there... And you go to the section of, you know, parenting advice, you're going to see all of these collections where you can dive deeper into that content. All right. Great. And, um, you know, going on your Facebook page, I see you have almost 4,000 followers. I mean, and uh, over 1,000 on Instagram. It, were you expecting the, the, the pages to grow, uh, you know, by leaps and bounds like that? I mean, what, what uh, does that surprise you? Does it not surprise you? I mean, we had hoped, right? <laughs> that's, that's the goal. Um, I had previously done a lot of freelance work for other companies in the digital marketing space. So I didn't know that there was potential for us to grow our own platform. And I had done it for other companies. Um, and that was part of what we wanted to do, too, that I had spent so much time and energy helping other businesses succeed. And while I really enjoyed that work, I was excited to do that for myself and to build something, you know, that Carissa and I were able to steer the ship and, and direct that. And we've been really purposeful about where we spend our time, how we're growing those. Um, we, you know, we enjoy offering like a lot of free printables that parents can download and use, but then that's also a way that we get to grow our email list, which then we're able to reach out on a weekly basis with, um, that helpful parenting information and continue following up and building that community around um, the content. So uh, adore them. 
eventually led to a recent book you've co-authored with uh, Carissa. Tell us, tell us about the book. Yeah. So Parenting While Working From Home um, is the book, and it's a monthly guide to help parents balance their careers, connect with their kids, and establish their inner strength. Um, it is packed full of quick ideas and inspiration to help our fellow parents like juggle everything especially right now while we're working from home and doing everything out of our houses. Our book, we've organized it in a unique format where each chapter is a different month of the year. And we wanted to do this because parenting in December looks very different than parenting in July. Um, but we also wanted to make it easier for parents to be able to pick up a book, like pick up our book and get some actionable advice and then start implementing that the same afternoon. Um, so it was a fun way to to approach it and and be able to include a lot of advice in a way that doesn't feel super overwhelming. Uh, the book is called Parenting While Working From Home. And uh, sort of like you alluded to a second ago, the subject matter of the book is very timely. Was this planned or was it fate? Or I mean, how did that all kind of fall into place? <laughs> sure. So the book that we were originally pitching to publishers was not this book. Um, Parenting While Working From Home was one of the other ideas that we had listed in our book proposal. And the publisher said, we want that one. And we need it in a month. <laughs> so <laughs> for no pressure, no pressure. Right. But what, you know, it was an incredible opportunity. We took it, we ran with it. Um, but Carissa and I had each been working from home for over a decade. So, you know, we were doing other things, doing freelance work, working for different companies. So we had that experience of we were also stay at home moms while we were juggling that. So we were used to that balance of how do I keep the kids happy and entertained and fed and, you know, healthy and like all of this. But how do I also get a little bit of work done and keep my boss happy and my coworkers happy. So it was timing wise, we were also so excited to be able to partner with somebody who was able to get this book out into the world in a time where parents need it more than ever. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Wow. That's just, I, I love that just kind of came out just 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 right and uh, like you said just when people need it most yeah this is kind of like a two-parter uh, what is what was the writing process and like collaborating process like that how was that um and from you know working from home and um uh, you know via zoom and you know everything just the way that the world is right now um and then like how long did it take until the book was ready to purchase you said it was about a month the publisher needed a month so how long did that take yeah, so typically the traditional publishing route is a very lengthy process. So when we we signed with our literary agent in May of 2020, um, we signed our book deal in July and we turned our manuscript in in August and our book hit, book hit shelves in January. So that was such a truncated timeline. We had initially thought when we started pitching, um, that we were looking for a book launch of January 2022. So typically it takes 18 months to two years to get a book out into the world. So having it on such a short timeline where, you know, we were essentially six months um, was a lot quicker 
than than typically happens, which was, you know, I think there's pros and cons to that for sure. <laughs> but it was a very exciting process. It was also all we were able to focus on <laughs> for a while there. Um, and then collaboration, you know, thankfully, Carissa and I have a lot of experience writing together and editing each other's work because we work daily on Adore Them. So how we, we took that, we had a very detailed outline of what we wanted to cover and we basically split that up. So it was like, okay, what are you feeling really inspired to write? And here's what I'm really, you know, I have a whole lot of ideas for this and we divided and conquered and um, got out, you know, that first draft and then we swapped. So I edited what Carissa wrote and she edited what I wrote. And then um, we were able to go back through. And because in the midst of all of this, Carissa had her fourth baby um, three weeks before we signed the book deal. So she had a brand new baby. <laughs> so it was oh, man. just, uh, you know, thing after thing. We were virtual schooling our kids in the middle of a pandemic. Like it was all the things. So um, all of that being said, then I was able to go through and do a comprehensive edit of the full manuscript just to kind of pull everything together and make sure that um, it was kind of, we wrote it as one voice um, because I didn't, we didn't want the reader to get confused or feel like they were having to keep track of who was writing what. So it was truly a collaborative experience where we wanted the material and the ideas and inspiration to shine through without getting caught up on, you know, who's saying what when. Yeah, it makes, makes perfect sense. So what are some of the main takeaways that you want the readers to remember when they obviously you read your book um, and what are some of the skill sets? Yeah, what are some yeah. of the main takeaways that you want the readers to remember when they read your book and add to their skill set after reading the book, obviously. Yeah, we have been doing a lot of interviews lately, which has been really fun, but it's also been sad to hear like just how disheartened so many parents are right now. Like they've been struggling without support. Um, you know, I've heard from moms that are, have basically given up that they're like, this is just impossible. I, every day is going to be miserable. Like we just can't do all of this right now. And that's not fair to anyone. Um, I hope that our book gives families those practical tools to make their lives more manageable. Um, you know, Chris and I both live our lives in a way where like, we're constantly trying to figure out what's the most efficient and effective way to do things. Um, if something is bothering me, I try to solve that problem sooner rather than later, whether that's a small problem or a small frustration or a big one. And we share a lot of what's worked, worked for us throughout the book. Um, we definitely touch on those topics like time management, um, you know, the fun activity ideas with your kids. Like, how do you communicate? How do you connect with them? How do you just kind of get through that day to day without the battles? And then the self-care element as well. Like, nobody has is going for a full day spa day right now. And that's not necessarily the best medicine anyway. How can we take those little moments? How can we give ourselves permission to rest and recharge and go at it again the next day. Um, I'm curious for you guys, is there anything like, you know, work from home wise or time management wise that you tend to struggle with? I, you know, if there's a particular area, I would love to see if, you know, there's anything we can touch on that's helpful. 
Well, I, I know with me, you know, it, it's hard for me to say no to things. Yeah. <laughs> and next thing you know, uh, aside from working uh, and and doing my other things that I'm involved with, my commitments. I mean, I, I, like I said, I have a problem with saying no. So yeah, when I when I'm asked to you know serve on a committee or serve on a board, even during COVID, I sometimes say yes because I I like to help and I want to help. Um, but then I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what am I doing? There's only 24 hours in a day, and I right. I have to work some of those hours and I have to sleep some of those hours and. Uh, you know, uh, so I think that's, I would say probably one of my, I don't want to say downfalls, but one of the things that I've always tried to work on w- within myself is learn to say no, you know, because well, it adds <laughs> up in a hurry, right? That you're like, well, yeah. that's only once a month or eh, that's only, you know, once every other month with something like, it doesn't sound like a lot. It doesn't sound like a big commitment. And of course you want to do it. Of course you want to help out. Of course you want to make those connections. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> then you end up in a situation where all of a sudden you have something every single evening and all you want to do is just like sit on the couch for an evening instead. Um, so I do, I know that's something that Carissa writes about some and that she's talked about some that like that was something that she had really struggled with and just taking that step and real like sometimes we need to say no or turn those things down just to see what what happens that like to just turn off that little piece of like they're not gonna you know be mad you're not gonna miss out on something earth shattering you can always revisit it and help out later if you do tend to have the time but for those little things that you do say no to, then appreciating that, like letting go of the guilt for saying no and appreciating what you can do with that time. But I think also seeing the value in downtime that I think you're recognizing that in that saying yes too many times feels stressful, feels overwhelming, but the value in the downtime is that you can give more of yourself to whatever you're saying yes to if you're not totally swamped. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And I think, although a lot of people like to be busy, you know, as, as I do too, I think there's uh, a lot of stock in, uh, you know, saying that it's probably as good or if not better for your mental health to, you know, uh, kind of relax on some of these things. And, and, and like you said, learn, learn to say no, and it's okay to well, say no. Well, yeah, and I think it's an that? interesting point though that, it really depends whether those things are energizing you or if they're draining you. That there are some volunteer opportunities where I walk away inspired, re-energized, ready, you know, like <laughs> excited, right? And there are other mm-hmm. opportunities, you know, quote unquote opportunities where I've walked away being like, whew, I'm exhausted. I just need to like crawl under the blankets and recharge from that. So I think it's kind of an interesting thing of trying to learn yourself and we can't always predict that necessarily, but if you can try to figure out like, is this going to be something that adds value to my life or is this going to be something that is just draining me on a regular basis? You don't, you don't want a commitment that you're dreading, you know, all month long, (laughs) like, Oh, it's the first Monday of the month. I have to go do this thing. Um, you know, that's, that's not a good situation to be in. And, and Tim, not to put you on the spot, but what about you? Do you, do you ever feel like uh, you could maybe uh, gain some things here from, from, from their book? 
Oh, absolutely. Because it's I'm <laughs> in complete agreement with you over here. I I think that you know I a lot of people, and I think I even have it in my bio in Instagram is I'm a workaholic. I want to keep busy, and I'm just it's kind of been a motto of mine to like just go 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 go, um, and like I don't stop. But there is that time where you do need to just stop and like like you're saying is like self-care and just kind of like you have to breathe and you have to say no and i i'm i legit like almost am with you Corey. it's like i have a hard time saying no um i i feel like i'm a you know people pleaser and i want to like do everything i can and i i have a hard time saying no as well and i just like sometimes you have to say no so you can just sit back and relax and just take care of yourself So I have another little hack idea for you, though, that if you're at that point where you, you've you kind of created almost an identity around that, that like, I'm a workaholic, this is who I am, this is what I do, but it, there's probably a part of you that like, thrives on that. So maybe identifying those elements of your life that maybe aren't getting the attention that they need, you know, are their family, are their friends, is it yourself, is it, you know, a partner, like whatever that looks like, but adding those things to your to-do list. So like my daily to-do list, I, of course, there's work priorities and maybe there's like no clean laundry for tomorrow. So that has to be a priority or whatever it looks like. I will also add in my kids to my to-do list that, you know, it'll be like, okay, play a board game with them or, you know, have hot chocolate together. Like something that takes like 10, 15, 20 minutes. But if I don't write it down on my to-do list, it's easy to get caught up in, you know, oh, well, I could answer that email too, or, oh, I should design that graphic, or, oh, I could write that article, or, oh, I could pitch to that person. And you, you you don't do the things that are really important to you. Like, of course, like my kids, my husband, my, my family, my relatives, like they're important to me. But I, when we get too busy, we, we can kind of skim over that because we know we take that for granted that they're going to be there. They'll be there tomorrow. We could do that tomorrow. So maybe workaholic hack, (laughs) sketching in some of those those value things but those are also things that are self-care essentially are going to fill up your bucket yeah i, I well I, I really appreciate the insight and the exercise there that's yeah 100 that's yeah that's some good stuff there i think uh uh you know, no matter where we are in life our status or our age or what have you uh i think everyone can kind of definitely take take that advice to, to heart i mean obviously it's such a fast-paced world and I guess you could argue that COVID did kind of slow things down, but uh, you have to wonder, you know, once COVID is behind us here, hopefully, you know, sooner than later, is everyone going to go extra fast to try to catch up with themselves or are they going to kind of lessons learned and and start out slow? And, and, uh, you know, that's, that's what I I think. I know. I don't know if lesson learned, which is kind of a bummer (laughs) that like, you know, I, I don't know. I I hope that people saw that, okay, you had a blank slate. Everything's canceled. Everything's off the books. Um, what did you miss? What did you want to go do? What did you like? And then be purposeful with what you add back in. 
don't just automatically add everything back in just because it's what you did before. And I know some of those, you have those commitments where some of those board seats, like you have to go back, but keep that. That was a gut check, right? That, you know, you didn't miss being away from that. So when when your term is up, maybe maybe that's good. Maybe you have a blank spot there. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm hopeful that people kind of reevaluate um, because we are really like, I've been guilty of that where I can feel like pulled through my days, right? Like you just, your attention is pulled. You feel like time gets away from you and being really purposeful with stopping, slowing down. How do I take back control so that, you know, I'm making the most of, of my days and my time. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Shifting gears. Tell us about some of the virtual events uh, you host or you've been hosting. I'm sure there's been a lot more than normal, but uh, yeah, Carissa has a background in event planning. So she was the founder of the Lancaster baby shower event and then did the PA family expo and um, has moved away from that since then. But it has been fun to shift gears and and host some free virtual events for parents. So our most recent one um, was around the same topic as our book. So parenting while working from home. Um, We had a whole panel of expert speakers that provided video presentations. And then we were able to partner with some business partners for great giveaways um, that they were able to offer as well. So it was a fun way to you know, bring a little bit something different, a little bit of energy, a little bit of fun to uh, the monotony that has been the last year or so. Where can uh, where can our listeners get your amazing book? And um, if you can give us your website as well again. Yeah. So since this is a Lidditz podcast, you can go get the book from Aaron's Books. And um, I believe he has some in store currently. You can also order through him online. If you want to sign copy, just add that into the notes section and I'm happy to, to run over and sign your copy before you pick it up or before he ships it to you. Um, and if you go to adorethemparenting.com slash book, you can learn more there as well. There's other podcast interviews and some parent panel stuff and more information about the book itself. All right, great. And as, uh, as we wrap up here, a question we'd love to ask all of our guests is, um, Tell us uh, about some of your favorite places around Lidditz, where you and your family go. Uh, maybe not so much uh, restaurants <laughs> now, but uh, uh, whether it was in the past before COVID or where you plan to go again that you haven't been to in maybe a year or more. Where are some of your favorite uh, must-go places in town? Yeah, so not a business necessarily, but Lidditz Springs is our happy place. Um, I have two boys and we have spent so many hours there um, as a family and with friends. So it's always just like the perfect place to be able to go. You're always bound to run into somebody. Um, I have a clear line of sight that they can go like run and explore and I don't lose them. Um we like there was one summer when a couple years ago we're like we spent almost an entire day there like when one of their friends had to leave somebody else would happen to show up so we'd stay and chat and play and then you know they and I was like oh my goodness before I knew it like a whole day had gone by um it is it's just like we're so appreciative to have that where 
you know, it's such a beautiful place. You can just go, you can, you can stay for 15 minutes. You can stay for six hours. Like it's just, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate having that safe community space um, that we're able to enjoy COVID or not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, last question. What does Lidditz mean to you? My husband and I knew that we wanted to raise our kids here in Lidditz and in Warwick School District. Um, we moved here before they started school. And I mean, we haven't regretted that decision for a minute. My kids have had an incredible school experience here. And I mean, we feel really lucky to be surrounded by great people, supportive friends, just kind of that community feel. Um, you know, I know you guys know that, but like Lidditz is unique. And I think we take that for granted sometimes. We're just so used to it. And anytime I, I travel outside of Lidditz, which, you know, hasn't been super often <laughs> in recent history, it's always surprising that you're like, oh, wow, you, you don't realize how nice it is here in so many different ways that people are nice. And I don't know, I just appreciate it. Thank you so much, Sherry. And uh, everyone go out and get her new book, Parenting While Working From Home, a monthly guide to help parents balance their careers and connect with their kids and establish their inner strength. Uh, It's co-written by uh, Carissa Tunis. And uh, check it out. Uh, Like uh, Sherry said, it's available right here locally in Lidditz at Erin's Books, and she'll be happy to sign copies for you. Sherry, thank you so much for uh, visiting with us and talking with us and chatting with us. And uh, such a great conversation. And, uh, uh, you know, if there's anything else you want to add, feel free. But but if not, I again, I just want to thank you again for taking the time. uh, Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I mean, the only thing to add is if anybody needs that extra support or um, anything of the sort, feel free to reach out. Our My contact information is on our website. So if you just need a mom who has been there too, <laughs> always feel free to send me an email. All right. Great, Cherry. Well, thanks a lot. And um, I uh, hope you're taking care and, uh, you know, give, give my best to uh, your husband and uh, your whole family. And um, hopefully uh, when things improve and get better, we'll, we'll see you. Uh, That sounds like a good plan. All right. Thanks a lot. Take care. That hit the feels in every way. And I'm not even a parent, you know, what I took away from this is, uh, you know, you, you don't have to be a parent, although it's a parenting book, um, just, just for those couple of minutes that we were on there with her and and we were kind of telling her some of the things that we like to improve about ourselves. I think um, it's true. I mean, I, I, you know, it just, uh, it it definitely helped me even without kids at the moment. I mean, I'd like to have kids someday, but uh, it just goes to show you that the the magic of this uh, self-help and and, uh, what it can do for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, that's kind of a, a thing with even this past year, I feel like, you know, a lot of even myself, you know, staying indoors and I know we're just getting off the winter season, but, um, I think that just the fact that you, we've been kind of cooped up and I think, you know, the self care is kind of something you need to do. So if it's like you have to get outdoors or, you know, safely maybe visit someone just to kind of open up and talk to somebody, I think that's definitely a thing that is uh, much needed. And I think that's, um, what I wanted to tie into like, like my what's new is, is just the fact that, you know, when I was younger and even to this day, you know, if I'm just kind of feeling stressed or something and, um, I need to get out, I go for walks. I love, um, riding bike or going for a walk and just even downtown Lidditz, especially at this time, uh, we're recording, you know, the later evening, but at this time of night when the sun's setting, 
you know, Lidus is safe. Yeah. Lidus is beautiful. And it's a, um, it's just, it's just a good time to kind of walk and clear your head and just kind of, you know, just it, it kind of adventure out and just kind of, you know, it's going to be okay. And it, I think it's definitely something that's really important. Yeah. Agree that, that that's one of the things I'm looking most forward to. Cause I, I think I'd mentioned this on another show that I'm, and obviously you, you know this about me by now I'm, I'm very outgoing and I like being around people. Mm-hmm. So it's just, and uh, it's just, uh, you know, it definitely takes its toll, but I'm, I'm definitely seeing the light at the end, at the end of the tunnel. And to your point, yeah. Um, since I've lost some weight now, I've been thinking about, uh, and the weather's been nicer lately and it's going to get even warmer out. Uh, I've been thinking about getting a, a bike myself too, and and maybe hitting some bike trails this uh, later this spring or summer. Yeah, I think if our listeners would like to uh, see maybe a live podcast from you and I on a bike, maybe that's something we can make happen. Maybe I don't know. We can do the rail trail and <laughs> yes, something. I think I think when when it's safe to do so, I think uh, I think you're onto something there. I think it'd be great to have a some kind of fun meetup or something either whether it's a networking event maybe invite some of our former guests from from season one here on the show and and uh whether it be uh you know drinks on a patio or a meal in a restaurant and i again i know everyone's uh you know caught is still cautious right now i don't mean soon i i mean eventually um when we can do that i i think uh i think that's something we should definitely look into doing all right tim are you ready to go hollywood Oh, absolutely. Okay. Have you ever heard of Hollywood and Vine? It's a very famous intersection in California, famous landmark. I probably have seen it, you know, watching a YouTube video from some vloggers or maybe some movies, but I haven't yet. No. Okay. So, yeah, just like I said, there's a famous intersection called Hollywood and Vine. It was a famous landmark of radio and it was a movie and business hub. Uh, Capitol Records was there many years ago. But it's a, it, like you said, it's a very famous spot and a lot of people take pictures of it. Uh, YouTubers go there and do videos of it. So it's a very, very famous spot. Okay, so you got that. What if I told you, Tim, that there was a Hollywood and Vine right here in Lidditz? Really? Yes. It's a Lidditz address, but it's up in Rothsville, which is just east of of the downtown. And in a development right off of um, the main road heading into Rossville, if you turn left... And you can Google this. You can see it for yourself. I was actually there this morning again on my way to work to make sure it was still there. And I verified and I got a picture and it is still there. There is a Hollywood and Vine street sign. Uh, and this isn't, this isn't a prank. This isn't somebody, you know, uh, playing a joke on somebody. Somebody didn't put this up. These are actual street signs intersection of hollywood and vine and i know of at least a few people it's been up there for a couple years now this intersection and i know at least a couple people have taken selfies there and uh a lot of people from Lidditz don't even know that it's there so i I don't know if when they named those streets and those roads they did it as a sort of tongue-in-cheek or if they just did it by coincidence but anyway there is a famous i guess maybe Lidditz famous hollywood and vine intersection just east of downtown Lidditz. Hmm. well hit me, hit, hit, hit me with your thoughts. i definitely uh, want to go visit it because i did not even know that so i'm glad you brought that up now the true question is is there a, a sign that says Lidditz on the side of the hill 
I don't believe so. I wish there was. Maybe we ought to uh, build I, I one. Think so. Permission from the township, and we can put it. Actually, that I think you're onto something. We can put that right at the top of the hill you climb, uh, the hill that you approach as you make your way from Lidditz to Rossville. You go through a, an area called Keller Mountain, but but you go up to the top of the hill. At the top of the hill, we could we could do like a a big Lidditz. We could do like ten foot letters L I T I T Z, and then have an arrow pointing to Hollywood and Vine. Yeah, I think we're onto something. I think this. Uh, yeah. I think we can make this happen, right? <laughs> I will post it to our page, and uh, it would be neat if any of our listeners get a selfie under the Hollywood and Vine sign right here. Again, it's in Lidditz. It's a Lidditz address, but it's actually in Rothsville, which is a small village just east of the downtown. But a uh, little known fact, Hollywood and Vine are right here in Lidditz. So without further ado, Tim, do you have anything else uh, for this week before we wrap up? Episode 12, I think, was great. And I appreciate everybody listening to this episode. Um, and thank you, Sherry, um, for, you know, sharing her book, um, you know, and all the information as well. Um, and yeah, just, Corey, I think it's been a... Uh, it's been great so far, and I can't wait for season two. I know we're a couple more episodes in for season one, but I think it's been great. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, same to you. And uh, if uh, folks want to follow us and listen to us and subscribe, where can they go? They can search Lidditz Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I was about to say Google+. Plus. I Let me re-say that. <laughs> wow. Uh, Tim, 2001 called. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they, want- they want Google Plus back. <laughs> I, well, I, I guess, you you know, it's not as bad as saying, uh, check us out on MySpace. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh, I loved MySpace back in the day. Yeah. And uh, while you're on our uh, podcast page, make sure you check out past episodes. As Tim said, this is episode 12. We're going to do uh, 15, so we're going to do three more. And then we're going to take a break and then uh, eventually go to season two later this spring, early summer. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, catch up on past episodes. And until next time, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Tim, have a great day. Me too. Bye.